Yo. I see my name up in lights. Go hard or go home. No slacking in my sector. Just forget about the fortune. Forget about the fame. Speak your truth and let that be the reason Can they you remember your name. Hey yo, it's Thursday and you know what that means. Welcome to an all new Match Wrestling episode 409. This is your captain speaking along with LFA Moses Marquez. And holy shit has it been a newsworthy week. You're fucking telling me, bud. Coming up tonight, the biggest story in the entire wrestling universe. And yeah, it's spilled over to the regular universe as well. Vince McMahon wreaks havoc on the WWE as he returns to his role as the chief. Chairman and CEO, I'm choking on it right now because I can't stand the sale of it. And now the potential sale, and God only knows what else, of WWE. Plus, Jay White is out the door in New Japan. Where is he headed? And speaking of out the door, Andrade with these cryptic messages on Twitter. And Dominic is out of the clink. And, well, he's choloed <laughs> up, my man. Then I beat you away. All this and more coming up tonight. There's been so many doors opening both ways this week. Jesus. I mean, well, one was a cell door, but I mean, hey. <laughs> um, before we begin, remember to like and sub to us on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash maxwrestling. Follow us on social media at maxwrestlinguk. And the website is, of course, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Uh, also, to everybody playing in the Max Wrestling Fantasy League, look out for a QR code somewhere in the first 20 minutes of this episode to unlock big league news. ha <laughs> ha. Now, speaking of news, let's jump into this week. And, of course, obviously, we're kicking it off with Vince. Um, <sighs> this motherfucker right here. That's such good shit. Um, so, we, I, think, I think it was just after last week's episode, we heard that he had pushed his way back onto the board. And we, we, we read that it was just so that he could see the sale of WWE through. And we're yeah. like, okay, as long as it stays that way, that's fine. But now, <laughs> wishful thinking. I think like overnight, Stephanie left. Ooh, and I, I, something like that. I want to say within like a twelve-hour span. Yeah. Bye. And I'm Stephanie's like, gone. I'm sorry. Shock like, the world. You know it's bad when your own daughter wants nothing to do with the company because you're back. Even she when her own she... husband is still an executive. I was just. I was just going to say, your husband is running the thing. He's running creative, the talent, the whole everything. And he's back. Hip, and you, without hesitation, you walked out of that boardroom. You cleaned out your office and you said, all right, bye. I mean, you can look and look at it both two ways. Uh, one, she doesn't want to be associated with all this shit against Vince, all the accusations and stuff. Two, if it is true that they're selling to Saudi Arabia, which was Almost anything but confirmed, like, as soon as Stephanie left, they're obviously not going to want a woman on the board. Yeah, that's that's to say the fucking least. The problem with the, this whole um, it's possibly sold to Saudi Arabia is the fucking stories haven't stopped coming. That's mm. the problem right now. Yes, WWE has stated this sale is not going through. It's already put up on every fucking dirt cheap thing. But at the same time... On a lot of these other dirt sheets, maybe not the wrestling observers, maybe not the uh, like, uh, was it Ross Sapp or whatever, but all these other dirt sheet writers are already saying, like, uh, what was I seen one from Cultaholic? Apparently, JP Morgan 
is the link from Saudi Arabia. That's why this thing's working out. And I'm like, how, how first of all, how the hell is JP Morgan working with Saudi Arabia? First and foremost, that's my question. But I mean, if that's what it is, what does that mean for this company? You've already said it yourself. If 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 this happens, they're not going to want females in the boardroom. Okay, no. if they're not going to want females in the boardroom, are they going to want them in the ring? Are they going to want them to use them as sex appeal as WWE currently uses them? Exactly. So then what are you doing with your women's division? I mean, does it mean that they're serious workers and it's time to just dress them, you know, dress them down and make them all about wrestling? Uh, I hate to say it like this. That might not have make a great enough appeal i'm not saying like the ladies need it but i'm just saying it's that was what was eye-catching about the women's division you know what i mean i hate to say it like that but it's the truth it is it Mm. is both that they're beauty and brawn as as a a former co-host would say you know what i mean they 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 emphasize everything that is women and when you make them i want to say one-dimensional it's going. It it will hamper it. It will. I'm sorry. That's going to make me sound sexist. I bet it will, but it's mm. the truth. It's not. It's not just that though. There's an equality issue where women probably feel like, why should we dress head to toe in bodysuits when the men are out there half naked? Ta-da! There you go. Why can he show it off and I can't? What's the What's the whole thing right now? Equality, baby. Equality. Mm. Um. Like, don't get me wrong, I mean, they have made some advancements with women's matches in Saudi Arabia the last few years, but still, they're still looked down on. They are they are literally out there dressed as Power Rangers with their <laughs> shirts on. Like, they have a full, they have a full bodysuit plus their shirts. They look like Sting. So, uh, exactly. Uh, thank you. Out there looking <laughs> like Sting. I love it. Uh Oh yeah, yeah. There's I mean, also the sponsors that WWE have. Are they going to want to be associated with all the controversy that comes from Saudi Arabia? You see, that's the thing I don't think many people are talking about. Is what is what is is? I mean, I get the idea that everybody's thinking about the ball rolling and how it's going to impact the current roster, how it's going to impact the board and the this and the this. How's it going to impact the sponsors? How's that going to impact um, the TV deals? You know what I mean? The streaming deals. How is that going to work? Are the, is NBC Peacock? Are they going to want to work with Saudi Arabia, or are you you're gone and now you got to find a whole new platform? Are you going to remake the WWE Network all over again with the Saudi Arabia money? I mean, there you go. I already booked it for you. I hate to say it like that, but <laughs> I'm out here making deals. You know what I mean? But you that's that's one. Dim- it's, it's but it's it's you could literally. Lose like because I'm trying to think of all the sponsors that they have, you know, even like fucking was it all the food? They're probably gonna like hang out, but like any association with like kids stuff, anything with like the women. What's the one that they do with the breast cancer? Mouth season G Susan G. Coleman. You gonna tell me they're gonna rock with that still? It's ran by a woman. I mean, I'm I know I'm being vague as shit. I get it, dude, but we're talking about Saudi Arabia here, okay. Yeah. Where this is that's kind of the 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 implement implication implication there you go implication yeah over here trying to use big words sure they got the money for it but <clears throat> money money isn't everything yeah you're telling me money isn't everything dude i mean and um and i'm doing a cheap plug here i mean if you guys have been seeing the tsk shows we have one where we're actually talking about the entire idea of a sale we were more leaning on who we were thinking of Saudi Arabia never came up. 
It just because it, it seems so goddamn unlogical. It just seemed like such the wrong move. It yeah. was like it was like saying, "Let's um, what was like the other one that sucked for uh, that kept just sounding bad." Um, it eventually makes sense. Is like them going to Disney would make would Disney find it would make sense. At yeah. first, I hated it because the 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 ideas the TSK were thrown out is I'll think of like a theme park attached to to fucking uh, Disneyland and this and that. And I'm like, "Honey, in California, all right." And I'm saying this as, as a Californian, we love our Disneyland and shit like that. But you're gonna tell me. <clears throat> The wrestling fan worldage in the U.S. alone is maybe total about 5 million people. Let's keep it funky right now. I hate to be truthful, but if I'm going to count off a ratings and give it a little extra, it's going to be about 5 million, maybe 6 million at the absolute peak. I'm going to be super honest with you. How many motherfucking Star Wars fans are there compared to goddamn WWE or wrestling in general? Okay, It is a trumped number, a trumped number number to the point where it's i mean yes wrestling does span generations but so does fucking you know star wars you can make star wars land and make it an attraction and make money on it and then this and then that you ain't gonna do that with wwe land people portraying to be the rock people portraying to be stone cold you know giving you the hell yeah give i mean yeah it might be an attraction for somebody but it's not going to be one to garner enough of a park of a national you know establishment in a way but the, but I also see the positives with the Disney. You can immediately throw them on ESPN. You don't have a fucking choice, homie. Boom. Now you have to take it seriously because now it's literally sports entertainment on ESPN. Yeah. If not that, hell, you got Disney Plus. There you go. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know how that would work, but I mean, there was an idea. My 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 original thought was Amazon. And the reason why I said Amazon is look at how um look how many people have Amazon over fucking cable in general. Everybody has fucking prime. You know what I mean? So you're immediately having the viewership uh, be easier to garner first off. So all I got to do is pay 15 bucks a month to Amazon. I get free, you know, prime shipping and I get to watch WWE every week. Bingo. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's it's a it's a show worth listening to. But actually, uh, I, since I brought it up, I want to know your thoughts. When you saw the whole list of names of all these companies that could buy the WWE what was one that caught your attention? What was one that you thought that could actually work out? Disney. Because you like, thought Disney too. Like I had the original outrage when Disney bought those rights to Star Wars, and like, fuck, Disney are gonna fuck Star Wars up. Um, at a boy, at a boy, at a boy. I mean, you can make arguments for both sides, but at the, at the same time, The Force Awakens was huge, factual. Um, and they brought back the original trio, and you know everything like that. Um, and they made a shit ton of money off of Star Wars. You're telling me sequels. It may have ended shit, but they made a shit ton of money off of it. Um, mm-hmm. And you got to think like beyond Mickey Mouse and stuff. Like Disney do, um, they do Star Wars, they do Marvel, they do Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean. D- Disney's almost pretty much everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like Robert Pattinson get past Twilight, and you can see him as Batman. And if you get past that, he was a great Batman. Okay, maybe that's not a shared opinion on this show. I okay. Well, here I have. I don't want. I'm I'm only doing that because I haven't watched it yet. I want to give okay. him the full judgment. I was the same exact way with Ben Affleck. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not giving a fucking a single opinion until I see this guy. I don't get me wrong. I want to call him a sparkly nerd and this and that, and I want to go off on a rant. Don't get me wrong. 
but I also want to give him his due because when Ben Affleck did an actually pretty good job, I was like, well, you're not bad. Yeah. Um, and we see all the money Disney makes off of their movies. They're not they're yeah. not short of a few dollars. No. So it's I mean, and then, like I said, and then for me, it's the immediate fucking in ESPN. Yeah, I don't see Disney as a sellout. I see it as a huge backing. Yeah. I'm with that move. It's a huge backing. And then at the same time, they don't give a shit about it. So that would be one of those ones that I, I thought would entice. Um, well, actually, after hearing everybody's arguments, I realized that would entice Vince because they'll keep him on. Yeah. And that's one of the problems. That's especially the problem with Saudi Arabia. Not only is it disgusting that they would have to own it, and then that immediately draws all the negativity from everyone from roster to fan base. But then you know Vince is going nowhere. So it's like, damn it. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, if he doesn't go to jail, he's going to die in that chair. We have, we've always said it. And that, this is why it always felt too good to be true when he just randomly retired. Yeah. It was, we, we, I know we were still in shock. I know I was because we were in happy land. Yeah. And that's kind of when you're mostly in shock. And then you look at all the good stuff Triple H has done over the last six, seven months. Yeah, dude. We, nobody needs Vince. The only you're, reason they need Vince right now is to sell the company. They don't need him for anything else. Okay, hold on. That's you know what? That's the fucking question I didn't bring up to the TSK, and it's probably one I'm going to bring up to them. If we're going to have to do a part two now. Do they really fucking need him to sell? Be, I mean, let's be let's be honest for a minute. I understand his appeal. I understand who who he is in the face and the blah the blah the blah the blah. But do they fucking really need to need him to sell? Oh, I don't mean for his opinion. I I say that literally because he's a major shareholder. Yeah, well, fuck that shit. <laughs> He doesn't need to be fucking in gorilla to be no, he to doesn't. sell to sell the company, but apparently that's probably where that motherfucker's at. I guarantee. Well, I mean, he was he was on the show fucking 19, 20 hours after they said he was coming back. We gotta talk. No, fuck you. I'm not talking to you. you. Dick. And then you've also got a list of people who have apparently said if they sell to Saudi, we're out. And then you've got Sami Zayn, definitely ain't gonna go to Saudi Arabia. Nope. Uh, I imagine Kevin Owens would support him and not go. Um, Say goodbye to John Cena appearances. So, so what? So what you're telling me? What you're telling me is, and this is going to make all the people that hate AEW hate a little all that more. What you're telling me is they're going to AEW. Because why in the fuck would? Because you're not going to. They're not going to stop wrestling. They're not going to stop wrestling, and they're not going to hit the fucking indie scene. They make too much money. Let's keep it fucking honest here. Is fucking AEW's roster bloated as holy shit? Yeah, I get it. But then again, right now there there was that old saying: "Is what, what was it? There was a time where it was WWE was the only place to go. If you wanted yeah. to be taken serious, you went to WWE, and that was the only place to go. If it, it, it and maybe that's not an an impact on Saudi, but they're gonna want to leave. Like that's exactly what's going on. It's the fucking Titanic. We're out of here. We see the iceberg coming. We're not waiting for it." Yeah, I, I don't. I don't give a right. shit what anybody says. AEW is the biggest other option to WWE. It is. They they had like a year with like no competition when WCW ECW went under. There was nothing else apart from like indies. Yeah, TNA, it's international. Yeah, TNA came along in two thousand two. P 
people took notice, but it didn't really make a dent. Not an impact. No. But what AEW's done is completely different to what anybody, any other company has ever done since the fall of WCW. Mm-hmm. They've actually been competition, whether you want to admit it or not. They got the money, they got the exposure, they got the roster. Exactly. They 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 make you notice it. The fact, what's the old saying? They live rent free in their in their head, in all the haters' heads. So it's competition. Okay. The fact that they mentioned it's not competition. Motherfucker, it's competition. Okay. You look at the ratings, it's competition. It's it is what it is. So um, I mean, it, if that were to really happen and the floodgates were to open and people were to run out, you're literally giving uh Tony Khan and AEW like loaded guns to go into a fist fight, which is fantastic. Yeah. And on top of that, th- you know that's immediately gonna mean like he's gonna push for a second hour of rampage ASAP. And that's gonna be beneficial because that's something we've been asking for to get other people over that are not these gigantic stars that we've seen a bazillion times. Hopefully Moxie goes on vacation, you know. So it's it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm salivating at the idea. Don't get me wrong. I would fucking love a Kevin Owens, a Sami Zayn, an El Generico, a Kevin Steen in fucking AEW. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? The immediate thing that comes to mind is you built, rebuild Mount Rushmore with, with, uh, was it Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and, and, and Kevin Steen because they're good Christian boys and they don't do that shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, and. I like. I imagine as soon as we do, we're done with the show. There's going to be breaking news that it's sold. Oh, and it's going to be official news. That's what had me worried when I saw the thing from Cultaholic and about J.P. Morgan. I'm like, don't, don't do this to me. I, I just started to love everything that's going on. You bring the old man back, and I'm still. I was hesitant to watch, and I still did. And I'm just like, mm, don't screw me. And we're, I, oh. yeah, wrong. Very much felt like it was going through the motions this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very average show. You're telling me, but it was one of those ones where I, I was, I, when I left it on in the background, excuse me, uh, when I left it on in the background, I just knew it was just literally a show that was there. Yeah. It's the Ultimate Finesse, your girl's favorite wrestler, and you are watching Max Wrestling Podcast Max. We're going to take it to the max! But before we continue uh, with what's happened this week, let's go back a little further with this week in wrestling history. Break out the guitar solo. January 7th, 2001, the ECW Heavyweight Championship changed hands for the final time on pay-per-view twice before being bought by WWE. At guilty as charged, the Sandman defeated Steve Carino and Justin Incredible in a three-way tables, ladders, chairs and canes match before immediately being defeated by Rhino in one minute. The event also featured Tommy Dreamer defeating C.W. Anderson in an I Quit match and was main evented by Rob Van Dam defeating his classic rival Jerry Lynn. January 7th, 2008, Awesome Kong became the second TNA Knockouts Champion defeating Gail Kim on an episode of Impact which aired a few days later. 
At the time, it was still known by its original title of the TNA Women's World Championship. It became known as the Knockouts Championship during Kong's reign. January 8th, 2006, at the second New Year's Revolution, Edge became the ultimate opportunist after holding on to the inaugural Money in the Bank contract since the previous WrestleMania. Edge waited until an exhausted John Cena defended the WWE Championship against Kalito, Chris Masters, Kane, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels in a brutal Elimination Chamber match before cashing in to win his first world title. The two of them continued feuding in one of both of their best rivalries for the majority of the year, all the way up to Unforgiven in November, September. Um, January 9th, 2005, the first New Year's Revolution became the first and to date only WWE pay-per-view held in Puerto Rico as Triple H won his 10th world title overall, uh, defeating Randy Orton, Batista, Chris Jericho, Edge and Chris Benoit for the vacant World Heavyweight Championship in an Elimination Chamber match. Beer Money uh, won the TNA Tag Team titles for the fourth and final time on January 9th, 2011, defeating the Motor City Machine Guns at Genesis. Mr. Anderson also defeated Matt Morgan to become the number one contender for the World Championship against Jeff Hardy, which immediately took place after the match. Following a cocky walk to the ring with a cigarette, Hardy's plan backfired as Anderson defeated him in nine minutes. Also January 9th in 2017, Chris Jericho became a WWE Grand Slam champion in its current format as he defeated Kevin Owens for the United States title at Payback. Jericho was already a Grand Slam champion in the original format which featured the European and Hardcore titles. January 10th, 2006, Batista's first reign as world champion was cut short as a triceps injury forced him to vacate the title on SmackDown. Later that night, Kurt Angle won a 20-man battle royal to become the new champion in his hometown of Pittsburgh, the first time he won the World Heavyweight Championship. All of this aired a few days later because, of course, back in those days, they taped SmackDown. And that's all your history this week, making up for the lack of history last week. Hi, this is Rain Crew's winner of WWE Announcer Contest on TikTok. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the Max! Now for a little bit of fun, let's see if you can get there before we do. If I don't get there in under two minutes, then I'll have to pick up this lovely microphone and do a 60-second promo against the mystery person at the end of the show. Let's have some fun. It's time to guess the wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Who is it? Who the hell is it? Guess the wrestler. He's the wrestler. Better than all the wrestler. All right, this week's guess the wrestler. Let's go to the accolades and I'll get the two minutes on the clock. Let's go. All right. So, uh, holy shit. All right. Time begins with. Let's go WCW. Three, two, one. 
So a one-time WCW World Champion, two-time WCW TV Champion, two-time U.S. Champion, uh, seven-time WCW Tag Team Champion. Seven-time. Seven. Also a one-time NWA WCW U.S. Tag Team Champion. Lex Luger. No. Right generation, no. Uh, Two-time IWGP Tag Team Champion. Huh? I'm trying to think of who won a WCW. Sting? No, Sting oh. won way more than once, dumbass. Um, uh, WWE, also a two-time WWE Tag Team Champion. Um, oh, fucking me. I forgot about this promotion. Uh, Ring King Tag Team Champion. <laughs> One time. Kaking, nice. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness gracious! What can you tell me when he was in WCW? Um, so the first time he was in WCW from '89 to '92. The second time was from '96 to '98. Sorry, '96 to 2000. Well, to the close. Chris Benoit. No. Um. Also, two stints in WWE between 92 and 94, and then again in 02 and 04. Small ass stints. Weird ass promotions. Obviously retired. Uh, Is he retired now? I think semi-retired would be fair to say. Uh, That's the thing that's killing me. Um... Oh, yeah, no, he's not retired. Recently appeared in NWA. WCW champ. What the hell? Oh, okay. uh, Jeff Jarrett? No. Now two minutes are up. Uh, let's try and get it. some final, uh, more obvious clues. This is gonna be fun, though. WWE Hall of Famer in 2022 inducted last year. Who got inducted? Um, okay, who the fuck was inducted last year? That's the question now. Worst worked match observer award in 2003. Um, was against Triple H. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> Where, uh, so. It, no, I was about to say, it's not Billy because he didn't have a bunch of tag title matches. Who the fuck? Uh, two times. Two-time tag team champion, too. However, the WCW, WWE, and IWGP tag team titles were all with his brother. Oh, God damn it! Fucking Scott Steiner. Yes. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Uh, oh, Lord. When I said who would be a good promo against, I immediately thought Steiner math. Scott Steiner. Oh, God. Okay, I got to break out the Steiner math. <laughs> oh, man. I hope uh, anybody at home got that one. Big Papa Pump, bro, man, I'm down for the cause, you know what I mean? Fucking amateur wrestler against amateur wrestler, except he'd probably stretch me nine ways from Sunday. Yeah. Never forget the uh, the re-debut in 2002 with the, give me the fucking mic. Give me the... <laughs> it kills me still. <laughs> I see it in my head. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, I popped so hard, too, when he shut up. I said, y'all! I was jumping jump my brother. What the fuck are you? Never mind, never mind. Y'all don't watch. Y'all didn't watch WCW. I wonder if they like caught that on air, um, like backstage too, and all the producers like, "Well, shit, I guess Scott's back. (laughs) I guess we're just letting this one go." (laughs) 
tell you the chance is too slim and the world is too big but you say how come i'm ready to light a new fire raise a new flag to cross a new sea and if i'm never the one in your way then put your head down and run right through me january 26 2023 travis the walker anderson and myself will do battle for the holy grail of max wrestling travis you sealed your fate when you decided to take it upon yourself and attack me from behind no less at promo slam you then just barely managed to duck me at promo series which is lucky for you really because <clears throat> I mean, if I were you, I wouldn't want my second title reign to be shorter than my first one either. But on January 26th, at Promo Rumble, there is no escape. There will be no excuses for when I beat you and take back what's mine. You say that you attacked me because... You thought I had some sort of vendetta against the House of Ashes. So what? I'm just not to I'm just not to invoke my rematch for the knowledge title. And when or where was there gonna be a better time for me and the Demoness to finally have our highly anticipated ultimate showdown? You see, since this faction thing came about I've always been asked, am I on the side of the House of Ashes or am I siding with the jury? Well, that's an easy one for me to answer because you see, I'm on the side I've always been on and that's mine. Promo Rumble is not about the title for me. I'm coming for blood. So, Outlaws, Moses, Cypher, look, I apologize, but I'm going to hurt this man. I'm going to hurt him and send him right back to his family in North Carolina. And don't send him back here. I'm Max Wrestling. I'm the new MVP. <laughs> Hello, Motos. It's been a while, and all I have heard in the winds is our name coming out of people's mouths who still have tongues. Our mistake. <laughs> Mistake that won't happen again. There's a reason I've made you wait, Phoenix. A reason. <laughs> Is it because you 
want revenge. <laughs> but why, they ask. <laughs> if you want us so bad, then we will accept. But know this, you may have risen from the flames, but you will die by the flame. See you soon, my sweet. <laughs> this is Velvet Sky. Take it to the max. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us. And head to the website, maxrossing. Oh, I nearly went to old school. Ah. Maxrossingnet.weebly.com. That fucking new website will get you. Still to come this week, Geek of the Week, Bestler of the Week, Shit Mark Say. But first, let's take a week of what else is going down in the crazy wide world of wrestling. Oh, so as we said, Dominic is out on bail. Um, and I love how he's just transformed into Conan. Thank you. Thank you. How this motherfucker <laughs> went from goddamn wannabe Eddie Grail to he literally turned into Conan. I swear, like, Jesus Christ. I want Conan's reaction to him dressed up like Conan. Like, that's what I want to know. He wants, he's got to know if it's Halloween or not. Like, come on, bro. Originally, I didn't think of Conan. I saw him and imagined this conversation in my head with Dominic going, I'm going to dress like the greatest luchador of all time. And Ray's like, oh, son, I didn't think you cared. Homicide. Wait, Homicide. what? <laughs> Homicide. Fantastic. Oh, man. But uh, he... Uh, it, it's. What was the comment I made in the TSK? It was like, homeboy watched American Me one too many times on vacation, and this is what he is. Now he is as cholo as cholo can be. And when I when I seen it, it was, it was oh, my God. How did – okay. So, and I'm going to be – this is where the funny part comes in because, again, like I said, I had Raw in the background. I, I fucking was literally scrolling through my phone, cooking dinner while listening to Raw, and I seen a picture – of him and I said what the fuck Loud as shit and I came <laughs> Running over to my computer And I'm trying to rewind live television Which luckily for DVR I could And sure enough and I'm like what In the hell I'm laughing My wife walks through the door after her long day of work Looking at me like I'm just some crazy Person and I just show her She's just like that's the wrong Color scheme and walks away is the hell Like the funniest part of it all It's the funniest part of it all Oh god <laughs> He's, uh, I actually really like this gimmick, but it's it's like Chris Rock in The Longest Yard. You know, they got the yep. star rating system, but you're fucking half a star. You're half a star, bud. Why don't you shut your mouth before I slit your throat and watch the dust come out? Oh, this. <laughs> he's all, he's all, I gotta, he's like half a star, I gotta stab somebody, I get my rep up. <laughs> Dominic uh, needs to get his rep up. I hope Back he tells, down. I hope he tells like a new exaggerated story. Every week about how Please. he survived prison, like he jumped off the top bunk and smacked his cellmate in the mouth. Something, something, <laughs> dude. He had a freaking you know a luchador fight in the shower or something. Like, come on, bro. Even if you have to pay Warner Brothers for, you want to know how I got these scars? Just do it. Do it. Spend that blood money. Come on. Um, the teardrop tattoo. He's gone the whole nine yards, the whole longest yard. <laughs> the uh, whole longest yard. I love that. <laughs> But then the ball, people keep saying the Miz got small balls. The balls on the Miz to call him out in front of the entire Judgment Day in the ring. 
But you know, I, I heard you were only in there for one day. What the fuck you say? Bro, when the Miz calls you out, you got a problem. Well, I wouldn't say you got a problem, but damn, that's that's just some fucking shit. But I was I got into it. I don't want to say a heat thing, but somebody and this is and so uh, TikTok shockingly blew me away. Somebody got me to relook at the Miz, and as and even though like I had over the show over the course of being on this show, I have expressed how I've, I've liked him more and more outside of his role. When they hit me with his. And I don't know. I've heard this a bazillion times, but I, when they hit me with the, but he's this. If if you don't like it because like if his if if he sucks so bad, how does he garner such a reaction? If he's so bad, how come he can't stay out of your mouth? Why does he live rent free in your head? And I, rather than get upset and throw away, like I normally would, and I will gladly admit that I sat back and I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? From a dude who came from reality television. In the not so peak of the WWE, he's lived through it all, defined the odds, be the biggest star they've had this generation on the biggest show there is. Whether it was you know a decision we loved or hated, it worked. It worked. Yeah. And then it's like, fuck, he's still doing it. And then and then it was another thing, of course, again on TikTok, but it was an interview from Cody. Saying the same thing about like, why, if people, why well, don't understand why people say the Miz can't work? He do you hear the crowd like, what is your definition of work? If he can get the crowd to pop, that's working. Yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck, motherfucker, you right. So I, hey, yeah, you're right with the Miz, but good for, I mean, ballsy, hilarious, yeah. but uh, but that's true. I mean, like, uh, yeah, what you've been in prison a day, partner. Uh, and also, Miz married Maurice. I mean, hey. <laughs> that's not a fucking Trump card right there, bud. No, he done good for himself, Phoenix. Come on now. Um, also on Raw, we saw Seth Rollins confirm that he isn't. He's not injured. Comes out in the crutches and makes a miraculous recovery. So uh, I guess the feud with Austin Fury is going to go on a little longer. Sure. I mean, is Fine. it Cody due back at some point? So that's the point. Uh, that's the idea because they keep hearing yeah. it's going to be Seth and Cody all over again. Yeah, they're doing the whole Triple H thing where they keep showing these vignettes and then the Rumble's coming up and, hey, here's Cody. But, I mean, at, at least with Triple H, he made his return before the Rumble, which I don't know if it was necessarily a good move looking back on it because we like our Rumble yeah. surprises. But it was yeah, a huge do. moment when Triple H returned. Facts. And we all know Cody's coming back at the Rumble. He's got to be. And, and then, of course, there's already the rumors that's been going around that there's somebody from the Forbidden Door, quote unquote. And that's, you know, leaving open all the fucking ideas of a of a Jay White, of a of an Andrade, of a uh, what was the other one? The one that I actually like Car- Matt Cardona. That's the one. Mm. I mean, Chelsea Green is supposed to be coming back. That's what I heard. Too. I heard she's actually signed. Yeah. Just need to see her on the television. That's right. Television. Um. And that's pretty much it from, like, smack. The biggest WWE news, obviously, was Vince coming back and all that oh. shabacle. But um, Andrade is, seems to be teasing that he's finally out of AEW. Yeah, whatever. Bye. Um, maybe heading back to WWE. I mean, that's the obvious choice. Charlotte's there. Um, I think he's wanted to go back there ever since Triple H took over. Oh, yeah. But, but then again, are you really wanting to make that move now with the <laughs> rumors going around and the this and the that and the, I mean, 
it was it was put out by again but I know, and as much as I've gone on to oh well Uncle Dave said this and Uncle Dave said that talking about dirt sheet writers the dirt sheet writers have said that Papa H ain't going nowhere like yeah. he's gonna be remaining cr- on creative but how creative can Papa H be if that's Vince back here you know what I'm saying like that's what I'm tripping on motherfucking Vince is back Jack no so no matter who's running creative and the talent and the hoopla Vince is back. Yeah, uh, I mean, Triple H has been head of creative, but his wife has been co-CEO, so has he really had anybody looking over his shoulder? I don't think so. No, he pretty much had free reign. That's why so many people have come back. That's why the rumors spilled. That's why the fucking viewership went up, because we were like, it's finally different. And, and no, yeah, then we had such good shit back. <laughs> fucking so, um. Andrade seems to be finally getting his wish. And as for Jay White, um, his contract's up in New Japan soon. He's yeah. apparently either going to WWE or AEW. Uh, WWE makes no sense. He has no connections there. He's been in AEW for a little bit. There's mm-hmm. still unfinished business there, especially now Adam Cole's back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see any reason for Jay White to go to WWE. I don't either. I mean, I, I can understand the tease. I can understand the thing, but the the wrestling world, and I got into this uh, conversation with uh, with the guys in the TSK, and the idea was, it basically, this stemmed off of the Will Ospreay should have won. Will Ospreay should have won. But, I mean, and, and maybe within this, I'll be able to cover that as well. Jay is a star. He is an international star, and he was at the peak of New Japan. He was their he was their main guy for a little bit. So he is he has a AJ Styles like value, but mm-hmm. he he is not of AJ Styles ish. So he is still going to be ext- way more foreign than AJ Styles was during his de- if he were to debut in WWE. So that's why I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be WWE. I think it's going to be AEW, and the reason is. I look at the roster and as much as I like, I want to say, Oh, we could just give the the world title back to Kenny. You know, I'm already feeling like MJF is starting to already go a tad stale. He's, he's officially gone into Ric Flair mode for me and I love it, but it's like dub C dub Ric Flair. And again, not hating it, but it's, it's like, okay, we have seen somebody else do it or we've seen you do it for so long. You know, MJF got huge by, um, was it feuds with with uh, with Jericho and then with a feud against uh, Punk? Those were his two biggest ones. Yeah. So I'm not saying B Dry's not that guy, but he's gonna beat B Dry. Yeah. And then who's next? It, it, are you gonna go immediately with Adam Cole? Is it doesn't it mean Hangman all over again? For me, that's immediately where Jay White walks in. The guy because MJF is the guy that outsmarts everybody. Guess what yeah. Jay White was. The guy that outsmarts everybody. I think I just said Jay White twice. But MJF was the guy that outsmarted everybody in AEW. And Jay White did the same thing in New Japan. But you have a better overall wrestler in Jay White over MJF. And it could pop. I'm going to say like this. The Mark crowd. Because we know of guys out there, you know, in Japan, in Mexico, in Europe, the UK, whatever. And when we see them come in and be a huge player... It would be big, and I think that would be a good move, mainly because Tony has no problem on giving belts to people that were not like day one in his company. 
And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I don't mean it negatively. I, I am still very much an AEW guy. It's not a negative thing. It's not a negative thing. But it's he does it because it's a name to garner attention. And when you were a long-term IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, when you were the guy, one, one of the guys that you know well, walked around with both of the belts, you were the face of Japan. It makes sense, you know. But within that, it's uh, you know Kenny having the U.S. I'm totally spinning up on thinking, but with Kenny having the U.S. title, Will now has the opportunity to rebuild himself and go on and beat Okada. He can do it the way Kenny did it. He can go, he can win the briefcase, he can beat Kenny on the, he can beat Okada on the biggest stage of them all. And then guess what? This two night concept hasn't gone away from New Japan. So this year they're doing a team show with uh, with uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. Next year they do it with AEW. Will Ospreay wins it all, beats Okada on the biggest stage there is. Three weeks later, beats Okada. I'm sorry, beats Omega. Boom, bam, bam. Will Ospreay is officially the newest, biggest face in all of Japan. Congratulations, kid. And then there uh, you go. Now, he is the new god of, of, he is the new, you know, white guy god in, uh, you know, fucking New Japan. Because that's exactly what it needs to be. You know, yeah. there's, I hate to say it like that, but that's always been the thing. There's always a non-Japanese megastar. And that was Jay White. And with Jay White leaving, it literally leaves the door wide open. Wide the fuck open for Will Ospreay. And there's no better way to make a gigantic star in Japan than one winning Wrestle Kingdom. That's the that's the factual right there. One winning Wrestle Kingdom. No, winning, winning at Wrestle Kingdom, but the briefcase is huge. And then you throw in beating Okada on top of that. It's a trifecta, baby. Yeah, and he's definitely got some redemption to uh to achieve after his initial world title run, which mm-hmm. I think was over in like a month because he got injured. Yeah, yep, because he got injured. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Story that tells itself. Yeah, just don't go WWE, Jay. No. Don't go WWE. Don't do it. We we had this exact same conversation about Kenny Omega a few years ago, and all the, the WWE nerds were like, Kenny's going to be in the Royal Rumble. You don't even know <laughs> who the fuck Kenny Omega is. Shut up. You're the, the, the fucking truth spilling out of your goddamn mouth. Oh, my Lord. I, did, I literally didn't show up in the rumble. No, no. But then again, now it's been three years or how many years after the, I think three, four years after the fact. And, and, oh, well he was, if he was good enough, he would have been in the E. If he was good enough, he would have this, if he would have that. Didn't they try to offer him like a seven figure contract? Yep. Um, not once, but I think like three times over. I th- I'm pretty sure it was like three times over. And then here's the other one. It's, this is my favorite one. It's my favorite one. Wasn't the motherfucker in Georgia South before it turned into OVW? I mean, the motherfucker in the goddamn he he has a, he has I think one or two matches. I'm pretty sure it's just one on the goddamn thing on Peacock for WWE. So what what the fuck are we talking about? What the fuck are we talking about? Oh yeah yeah. Anywhere contracted up. Oh, they must be going to the E. No, no, stop it. Not not everybody wants to be in the Rumble or, or at Wrestle. Yes, it's like a childhood dream to be in the Rumble Absolutely. or to be at WrestleMania. But right now, there's other options. I almost have better options. I mean, it was um because like what was the reaction that we had when we heard about um was it uh fucking goddamn it, Dragon Lee signing to NXT? Go get paid. Go make yeah. your money. 
That was before we had the news of what's happening. If J, even if J, even if this whole thing wasn't going down, I don't hate the idea of Jay White going to WWE because one, you're going to get paid, but you're not going to get your exposure. At least we don't think so. But if there's no back negative influence from Vince, and it would be an all Papa H and all, uh, I guess, kind of regal thing in a way. Maybe you could be one. You could be more optimistic. But with yeah. the impending doom, it's hard to be optimistic. A- AJ was a very, very, very special case because, like, Jay White's over is huge in New Japan and, you know, impact AW crowds. They all know Joe, uh, Jay White. Joe White. Joe but, White. Hey. Like, AJ Imagine Styles. Every motherfucker knew AJ Styles. Back in his early TNA days, there was people clamoring for him to sign with WWE because this guy yeah. is the future. Everybody mm-hmm. knows AJ Styles. So he was always going to have a huge run. I mean, the guy was recognized in WCW, for fuck's sake. (laughs) I mean, at the end of a WCW, but WCW nonetheless. So he had a small following from being on television during that time. And then just like you said, the guy was a a once-in-a-lifetime deal in fucking Impact to the point where people were, I can't wait, this guy's on his way. He's on his way. Just a matter of when. Just a matter of when. And it took him going to Japan and having the greatest fucking year of anybody ever and then he walks into the E, which, hey, good for you, motherfucker. Walks in straight to the main roster, keeps his name, everything. Because the whole nine. He's undeniable. I mean, like, when Jeff Jarrett started up TNA, AJ Styles was, like, hitting the fucking lottery. He's, he, he, I say he's phenomenal. Yeah, we're going to sign this kid. Whoa. Fuck what yeah. A, one of the greatest decisions Jeff Jarrett ever made. You're telling me, bud. And there's only a few of those. Yeah. I mean, imagine how TNA would have gone if Jeff Jarrett had never signed AJ Styles. I'm not saying he made TNA, but he was, like, one of the biggest cogs in the machine. Mm-hmm. You're telling me. Um, so, on to AEW. Um, so, we've had two departures in other companies. In AEW, before we have to return, we kick it off with Hangman and Mox finally having their match. Um, I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't think I predicted who was going to win this, but... From watching the match, I think it took me by surprise that Hangman won because Mox was all over him for most of the match. And all it yep. took was a one buckshot. Well, um, if if and now this is a guy smarking over here. Um, if you pay super close attention, they literally move for move repeated their first finish. Move for move. Except uh when Hangman did his flip bump, he didn't land on his head. <laughs> so I mean, and then there was even that spot where Moxley, like, sells that he was knocked the fuck out, which is great. I mm. thought he really got hurt. But, I mean, hell, what great, excellent, excellent, excellent sell. Um, I knew it was going to be Hangman all the way. Not because we've been clamoring for Mox to go on vacation, but because what momentum is there for Hangman right now? None. Zero. And if you lose this match, you might as well go hang out with the rest of the Dark Order for real. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess I thought maybe they were going to do an end, uh, a finish where Hangman's still not quite 100%, so we're going to have another match at Revolution, but could they really drag it out for till March? But uh, I guess it's one and done, and Marx can finally, finally go on vacation. Um, because, yeah, at the end of the match, he did sell that clothesline pretty well. Oh, sorry, yeah, Lariat, yeah. Lariat. 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 Not, not a clothesline. It's damn Lariat. <laughs> anyway, um... I mean, I'm. Here's my thing. You could personally, this personally, 
you could absolutely build towards a third one at Revolution if you really wanted to. If you really wanted to be a dickhead, you take a couple weeks off and you let Moxie come back and just praise John. You know what? I I didn't see the the fight in you, and then. I was unprepared and this and that. You can have him make excuses, whatever, or just say that, you know, I like the fight so much, I got to do it again. And this time I wanted to be a last man standing. You know, you may have right. knocked me out, but I wasn't out for 10 seconds, kind of bullshit or whatever. You know, spin it that way. Yeah, because now you can flip it around. Like Hangman got injured the first time. Now mm-hmm. Mock got injured. So perfect. Yeah, you have to have a blow. I mean, we don't have to, but you're, we are clamoring for a blow off match. You know what I mean? The final. Who yeah. wins it all? Uh, and this this probably should have been on shit mark say, but like last night, I still see people saying I still don't know why these two are, are wrestling each other. They've already explained because Hangman got injured the first time. Ta-da! Not to mention that's, that's all the it. times they were beating the shit out of each other. Hello. <laughs> that's why you know you're not watching the fucking show, but you're dumb enough to give a fucking stupid ass opinion. Yeah, oh, I'm just seeing the social media posts and seeing that it's Moxley and Hangman again. But that's because these motherfuckers are only are watching the show via social media posts. Worst way to watch wrestling. Because you get no context. Right. But they swear to God, and now they have all the information. You fucking... (laughs) Um, But second segment of the night was huge. Huge. Huge, this segment. Um, And Tony Schiavone... Tony, Tony, Tony got me, um, and he got the whole crowd saying, <laughs> "I take no pleasure in introducing this next guest." Immediately, a few people start chanting MJF. Tony gives no fucks. It's great, <laughs> but that was a great oh, swerve man. because everybody's expecting MJF. Yeah, because why would you be happy to see MJF? He's a prick. He's a prick. And then Adam Cole's music hits completely by surprise. No dirt sheet rumor, anything that he was going to be there, and he gets a huge pop. I mean, I hate to be that nerd, but it, come on, man. It's L.A., baby. Like, <laughs> like, it, we, I knew we were going to get a surprise from somebody. I was like, I, God, please don't let it be Mercedes. Like, I don't give a shit about her. I was hoping it was going to be somebody from Japan, maybe Jay White. You know, maybe Will was going to be just so pissed off at fucking, you know, Kenny that he's got to come here to beat his ass, something. But instead, we get Adam Cole with the overwhelming, looming question of, was he going to come back? And, yeah, he's coming back and fuck i can't wait i'm also scared of shit for him yeah but i mean he got me too he made me think it was really gonna be bad news yeah seriously damn you adam cole with the swerve you but um i saw like the the look change in his eye when he said now for the bad news and then you sort of flip the switch in that way a minute Mm-hmm. He means for everybody else, and he goes for everybody. Ah, there you go. Yeah, he said yeah, he said the line. He said exactly. <laughs> he said the line. <laughs> but oh man, it's great um, that Adam Cole's back. He's cleared. Oh, yeah. um, he was completely open and so honest about why he's been away and how serious his injuries were. So that was a hell of a segment. He was fucked up. Like, yeah. Kenny Kenny was fucked up, and so is like it's Adam Cole was fucked up. Damn, this is so again. All these dumbass motherfuckers. It's fake. It's the, go, Adam Cole was fucked the fuck up. I think he was like one match away from literal retirements. Something like that, yeah. So I wonder who his first feud's going to be against. That's a fantastic question. 
Because obviously he's back as a babyface. There's no way you're going to come back like that and turn heel immediately afterwards. Even though he he was kind of a tweener when he got hurt. He was, yeah, I was just going to say, he's always a tweener. But I mean, he well, here's the thing. He was going to garner a gigantic babyface reaction regardless of what happened. Because he's it's a return. It's a return. Yeah. Um. I would not be surprised if literally next week he's he's hanging with the Bucks and everybody hates him all over again, which is it, it, it's to be expected. So we'll see. I mean, he could like say he feels replaced because obviously since he's been away, the Bucks have realigned with Kenny. Yeah, they've that's gone. True. They've had this fucking seven match spree, um, and now they're the trio of champions again. Spoiler alert for the main event. Yeah, but I would not be surprised if we get Omega, Adam Cole soon. Sooner rather than later. But like we said, Jay White has unfinished business. That unfinished business is Adam Cole. Mm Mm-hmm. But then again, you also have Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. Again, like you said, you you could spin this a bazillion ways, leaving many doors open for Jay White to come walking on in here. That's why it makes more sense. Um... So the next match, they've they've come up with the name the Jungle Hook, which I get it, Jungle Book. Change one letter, you get Jungle Hook. I like it. I've been calling him Jurassic Hook Express. I like it, just for something different. But anyway, they got the win over Big Bill and Lee. Fucking Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Um, You know how fucking dumb that sounds when you announce that Justin Roberts. I'm just saying, yeah, dumb that sounds. Completely stupid. Um, we, we. I don't know if you saw it. We heard Hook speak. No, I didn't a, hear him. On a, on a social media video post. Oh, that's why. But like it was a, it was a promo, but it was like social media exclusive. Ah. Um, but yeah, Hook actually spoke. I have to watch that crazy bastard. Um, and like I said, they make a good tag team. Let's keep it going. Yeah, he fucking he can speak. He speaks. They're a great team. He likes to throw people around. Uh, I, I mean, they're they they're a team hard to not love. It. It's hard not to love these guys. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you're you're excited about Jungie because like you don't you you we I know I was like I had no idea what the fuck we were gonna do with him. What the fuck is that Jungle Perry Jack Perry gonna do Jungle Perry? Listen to me, I'm all Jr. over here. Over here. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I'm loving. I'm already loving this. They took out. I mean, now granted, yes, Big Bill is supposed to be like upper, you know, mid card or whatever, but. When you get thrown around by a little ass dude, it's impressive nonetheless. You know what I mean? So I'm not clamoring for them to win the tag team titles today, tomorrow, next week, but give them some real push, please. Give them some real competition. Give them some real tag teams to go against. Yeah. Um, Morrissey had a good run in Impact. And then he came yeah. to AEW and he, he was intimidating. But he changed yeah. his name and nobody gives a shit anymore because of that stupid name. It is a dumbass name. Uh, and, and Lee Moriarty is just kind of blending in. I hate to say mm-hmm. it. Um, he's uh, He went from a guy worth keeping eyes on to, yeah, he's in the background. Unfortunately. He, did, I mean, he, he wasn't able to take that next step like, like the Danny Garcias. No. Um, I mean, unfortunately, Big Bill does literally cast a big shadow. Uh, plus, yeah. you're attached to that stink. Uh, <laughs> St- Stokely, do something. Help him. Uh, please. Call him some raggedy bitches. Come on, get him over. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> um, now, we, we, we talked about MJF, and you said like how he's going a little bit stale. 
But he was fucking awesome last night. On oh, that no, I'm not, in no way am I saying is it awesome. I'm just saying it's one of those things where it's already like, okay, you know, you can you can see he's got maybe one real feud left, and then yeah. everyone else just doesn't make a lot of sense. I think we've also kind of learned that his gimmick isn't quite what we, what we thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always been the guy who cuts more promos and has matches. Yes. And he's, and he's excellent on in a promo. But we've kind of come to realize he's his gimmick is he makes his opponents jump through hoops, which he said himself a couple of weeks ago. And he's mm-hmm. doing that now with Danielson, where he has to keep winning matches up until next month to become number one contender. So, like, he came yeah. out to Takashita last night and said, please win. Oh, yeah, he tells him, please win, and then Sheena tells him something, or no, he just pretty much hit him in, or not, uh, he hit him in uh, Japanese, and he was like, okay, look at here, what's your name there, take a shitter? And right. I was just like, ah, you fucker. Um, Phoenix and Chad and Beer will understand this. Right now, MJF is Wales, and <laughs> Brian Danielson is England, so everybody Brian Danielson is against, MJF is like, please win. <laughs> <laughs> what a comparison but it's but it's it's true it's going to be funny but but that at the same time as 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 great as these segments can be as funny and as you know laughable as they can be my champion needs to wrestle more than what's a fucking pay-per-view there's a reason why we hated brock for as long as we hated brock because yeah, he never like- talked he didn't do shit and then farmer brock came in and he's a different motherfucker and yeah, Roman is untouchable. He's on top of the world right now. Yes. But he literally comes out every week. Well, not every week. And cuts the exact same promo. Doesn't wrestle. And then you see him maybe on a pay-per-view. Yep. And yet he's over as fuck. Yeah, but then again, you got to understand that these diehards are as diehard as diehard. You know what I mean? Like these motherfuckers mm-hmm. are willing to, they are willing to say, cool, let's go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Well, the, the, the rest of us are like, oh, 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 wait a minute. And the rest of us will admit, yeah, Roman's playing this role very well, but then we're also there with a stick poking him going, do something. Mm-hmm. Come on. Do something. Um, but, uh, yeah, MJF taunted Takashita, or Takashita, uh, as he said. But then he also took sw- swipes at Ken Jeong and fucking Freddie Prince Jr. in the crowd. First off, Ken Jong out here selling bumps against the rail. Did you see that motherfucker oh, yeah. fly? I'm like, all right, I like that fucking Dr. Kim out here. See, oh, he was time. pissed. Yeah, he was. He was pissed. <laughs> I get it. He, so he sold the move, and then he got at him with the, with the fucking facial hair. It's great. Um, and then I'm with you. How you going? Come on. How you going to go after Freddie Prince? That's a national treasure right there, Freddie Prince Jr., all right? If, you were, if you're an 80s, 90s kid, if you were a millennial, I guess, if you will, that motherfucker, there wasn't a movie that came out that motherfucker wasn't in. Okay? <laughs> in the 90s, there wasn't a goddamn movie that came It was It was Arnold Schwarzenegger, Freddie Prince Jr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Freddie Prince Jr. Just like that. <laughs> but it was, that was it, motherfucker. Damn. Uh, I, I went through a phase of like, shut the fuck up, Freddie, because he, he did season 8 of 24. Um, and he like, did this interview where he almost shot on Kiefer Sutherland saying he didn't have a great experience filming with him. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. That's that's Kiefer fucking Sutherland. You don't talk shit about Jack Bauer. But since then, um, since Freddie has talked more and more about wrestling, I've come to understand he's one of us. He thinks mm-hmm. exactly like we do. NXT's Which is a piece of shit. Yes, Freddie, it is. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Goddamn. 
And I love how he shows up in AEW like a week after that comment comes out that NXT 2.0, whatever the fuck it is now, is a piece of shit. It's perfect timing. But then again, of course, you could play the L.A. game, you know, and play it off. But I, God, great shit. You're right. Great shit. But God damn, looking at Freddy and how old he is, he made me feel old as fuck, boy. Like MGF said, I was born in 96. I'm like, oh, you dinosaurs. Whoa. Oh, fuck you, dude. And then he comes out with a Scooby-Doo card. You you played second fiddle to a CGI do- talking dog. First off, first off, don't you dare talk about fucking Scooby <laughs> like that, all right? God damn. I want to see more Freddie Prince Jr. now. I do. Me too. Like, come on. Hell, and, I, and I've said this before. TK has a problem with booking. And sometimes he needs help. Freddie's yeah. that guy. Freddie's that guy. Yeah, I mean, he. I think Freddie Prince Jr. has talked about wanting to start his own promotion. He did, and that was something that we thought was fucking gonna happen, and it just. I think he doesn't want to fund it, which I don't. Yeah, yeah, you need him. the money. You need the moolah. And he's like, I'm not. He's like, he's like, I was a '90s star, motherfucker. That was forever ago. I ain't got no goddamn money. You think Mystery Inc. makes that much money? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, he sure as hell ain't gonna be buying WWE anytime soon. Right, I was going to say, I was like, I don't think he's getting much stock on She's All That, you know what I mean? No, not from that money or Buffy combined. Buffy, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and they both got Scooby-Doo money. Oh, uh, yeah. Scooby-Doo ain't paying that much. No, especially after the sequel. Oh, God. Um. So we're moving on to the tag match now. Some of us were intelligent enough not to build our hopes up for a mystery some surprise tag team partner because some. we all we all watched the show and last week we were like, okay, yeah, she's chosen Tony Storm. But still, the little sheep were like, no, no, the, the Mercedes is going to show up somehow. Yeah. But then the funniest thing about it is everybody got pissed off last night because Mercedes... Like, I literally woke up this morning, the top trend was still no Mercedes. No. <laughs> you built up your own disappointment. At, at no point did AEW ever make it obvious, clear, whatever, that Mercedes money was going to be there. It was all your own fantasy booking. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, it made sense. You know, she shows up in Japan. She's not going back to the E. This is... Obviously setting up for her to show up in AEW, but there was, other than speculation, rumor, and bullshit, there was no anything, nothing concrete, nothing even fucking drywall even that was fucking, uh, you know, stable enough to hold this rumor that was her going to AEW. I want to even say that there was a a followed up um, report saying that she had no plans to go to AEW. No. So it was like, so where did we come up with this narrative that, oh, because she's playing it off. She has to go, right? No. Yeah. She she actually wants to work in Japan, and that's what she's that, doing. That was her dream. It's not a, oh, <laughs> oh, cool, watch me go to the competition and do this and do that. Do you have any idea how fucking much of a pain in the ass it is to fly to and from Japan? Mm, mm, mm. It's not fucking easy. It's not easy to get out of fucking anywhere right now on that other side of the world, thanks to the fucking lovely fucking uh, war going on in Russia. Oh, yeah, that too. Or the Ukraine, um, whatever. Yeah. Like, if you pay attention, people, they're also telling a story, so it was obvious that it was going to be Tony Storm, as Soraya said, 
and then there's this rift with Fukaro Shida, and then she's going to get involved. Why would Mercedes Monet getting involved make any sense whatsoever? The only thing I can think of now is after Shida fucked up last night and cost mm. those two the match, is if we end up with a tag match between Soraya and Tony against Shida and a mystery partner. Hey, there you go. That's cause that could make some sense. But then again, it's not one of these things where, you know, we we immediately are expecting it to happen. And when she doesn't debut, this is bullshit. And yeah, this it's, is just spitballing. It's speculation. If the idea of her is really coming to AEW is actually out there, this is a good way for it to happen. You wanted it to be a mystery opponent or a mystery partner for Sheeta. Sheeta's not going to just come out and be like, oh, the boss. Or she's not going to be like Britt Baker was, you know what I mean? And make all these fucking innuendos. She's just going to. Bam. And that's where the shock factor comes in. That's the real shock factor. If we're sitting here on our hands, it's going to be her. It's going to be her. It's going to be her. It's not, it's not her. Fuck, I'm it's, going to Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, my hands are now off my ass and I'm going to Twitter. No, just wait it out. If, 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 again, if she shows up, it's going to be cool. If she does it, watch her in New Japan. Or not New Japan. Watch her in fucking Shimmer and Shine. And that's, or stardom. That's, that's the connection. Mm-hmm. Oh, by because. the way, I've got to be the guy. I want to be this asshole right now. Um, I had officially been told that w- most of us have been saying her name wrong. It is not Mercedes Monet. It is Mercedes Monet. Okay, so the inflection goes on the E, mm-hmm. not on the O. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> Monet. And I'm just like, why? I'm like, that explains like the dude in Japan. He was like, Mercedes Money. And I'm like, oh, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, that just sounded stupid, but <clears throat> why couldn't why does she have to complicate things? Just go Mercedes Banks. That actually sounds cool. We don't we don't like accented letters. It's difficult. Because people pronounce them differently. And again, you gotta think about Americans here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, come on now. Like we're we're fucking we we got goddamn people in a tortilla. You know, we can't they can't say fucking tortilla, you know, they have the tortillas, you know. Can I get the carne asada? Can I get the pollo? There's no Y in it, boy. It's fucking foil. See, but that's the thing. That's the thing. You want to start putting accents on shit? Fucking it up. Fucking it up. We're going Cuba diving. <laughs> God, God love you, Ralph. You may. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. <laughs> um, <coughs> and yeah, that that was pretty much it. And then we get to the main event. Uh, oh. Escalada de la Muerte. Game seven. Not game match seven, seven. Game seven. Game. That was the whole reason they bought the motherfucking thing was for that. And I'm like, you know what? Money well spent. God damn it. Money well spent. Uh, what was it? I think it was, uh, was it Skiavone that said it? Or was it one of the two? Or was it? I think it was actually um, Excalibur. The last time that there was a game seven inside of the forum was the Lakers and the, I think it was the Lakers and the Pistons. I think it was Renee said that. Oh, there you go. And, uh, yeah, so it was Lakers and Pistons. This is back when the Pistons used to run the game, and they were playing dirty and mean and nasty. But uh, back that was good that was good basketball back then, but great history, great match. Um, they uh, – I, I loved it. Um, it absolutely felt rushed. Absolutely felt rushed. Uh, I felt like they had, like, a 45-minute match lined up in their head, and they said, you got 15 minutes. Go. And we got a, th- what, three-minute overrun? And I'm like, at least it's better yeah. than nothing. But still, uh, we did not need 
the JAS out there. Like that whole segment could have been saved for some other a whole other thing. You could have given these guys like 25 minutes. Maybe I'm just being a fucking, you know, a, a nut hugger for the fucking elite and, you know, all these cats or whatever. But I just 15 minutes is not enough for me for a game for like a, like a game seven for a blow off thing. I mean, granted, it, it was amazing. I gave it like four and a half if you really want to break it down like that. But I just I felt like it could have went it easily could have went another 10 minutes easily. Um, so for context for everybody that doesn't follow basketball. Uh, since the NBA was founded in 1946, there's only been 145 Game 7s. A bunch. Which doesn't sound like a lot when you consider that's what... Fucking math. Uh, well, uh, they've, also, they've also changed their format a bunch. Because so what it used to be is for a while, um, is it was the best of seven would be for both the conference and the NBA final. They have hmm. since changed it. So it's now it's five uh, best of five for the conference finals and the best of seven for the NBA final. So that's why there's been so fucking goddamn many game sevens. Uh, And only eight in the forum where they were last night. Sounds like the magic days, boy. (laughs) Check check out me looking at my statistics like I feel like JBL over here. He's the stat man. (laughs) Sorry, Robert. I am stat man 2.0, though. There we go. Go. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah. Uh the best of seven is over. Um, I think we predicted that it was gonna be the elite going over in the end. Had to be. So and also I gotta point out sense. Kenny walked out with the fucking IWGP US title. And people say that there's no connection with them in Japan anymore. And again, this is why I say this. Now there was a news going out uh they New Japan released news that New Japan Strong is done, that they're yeah. going to be it's it's going under, and that's unfortunate because I my immediate thoughts when Kenny won the IWGP US title was he's going to go and he's going to defend it strong and we're going to see Kenny go to Strong and it's going to be like the numbers that Impact did and blah 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 and it's going to be good stuff and it's great and and now that's not going to happen, but with that belt and of course ROH and their connection with New Japan. Leaves wide open doors for anybody in New Japan or outside New Japan or even New Japan strong guys to come in and challenge Kenny, which allows them to get in, get a little shine, get a guy you like the whole nine. So it's. I mean, for me, I like it. It works. Um, I'm glad he got the belt. I'm glad that he's wearing the belt out there. I expected him to wear the belt out there. I mean, come on now. It's not it's WWE. Kenny. They're not going to not let him carry the never open weight belt. No, it's Kenny, and they all. I think they also pretty much said this week they they're not going to put titles on any outsiders other than Kenny Omega anymore. Yeah, well, that's because they're not too sure about Wait. anybody. Well, that was in for AAA. That, that was Mexico, yeah. Yeah, that was AAA. But um, I mean, the reason, and I think the reason for AAA doing that is they really want to work with uh, WWE. They, I mean, like I said, they were they were piggybacking tweets and sharing that you know Dragon Lee got signed to NXT and this and that, helping them gain exposure if they didn't already have enough. And um, so I could see that, but I mean, I also would not be surprised if other promotions are thinking the same if they have a relationship with AEW, just because they're not sure about how Tony is going to deal with them. Like, that's one of the big reasons why AAA is done with AEW in that sense is because, like, if, if you look directly at that Triple Mania show, 
like Sammy Guevara and uh, Ty Conti were scheduled to be on that show. And he decided that they had to have this blow off match and do this thing instead. And they couldn't be there. So like, that's not, that's happened more than once, you know? And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, as a promotion, we can only take this for so fucking long, you know? And at least now, if we want to work with a big company, we have the opportunity because Papa H likes to do things outside of the E and the da 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 and the. But again, impending doom comes a dark cloud. So God only knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to Geek of the Week, one last thing to shout out. Um, we also had a segment with JAS and Ricky Starks and uh, Action Andretti. Shout out to the lady who really, really likes Ricky. Damn, she's oh, yeah. loud. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yo, hey, all right. Uh, I mean, the segment wasn't anything special. It was just back and forth barbs, and it was what it was. I lo- okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Here comes some heat time. I really like Ricky. I do. I really do. Um, wasn't his best promo. No. Um, and it really gave off the watch me be the rock. And I'm just like, no, please. But then I got people, even some of the homies in the TSK were like, but look at L.A. Knight. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. L.A. Knight is a fucking walking contradiction. He is literally talks like uh, The Rock, wrestles like Stone Cold, and tries to be bold at the same time sometimes in a promo. And maybe it was just me, but I don't think many people clicked that Andretti was using one of Jericho's own old catchphrases against him, the uh, shut the hell up. Maybe it was his delivery, I don't know, but it didn't really get the, quite the reaction. Even Jericho didn't react to it. Well, because he did it wrong. You yeah, did, he didn't you say, have would to you do, please? You gotta do it the way, you gotta say, shut the hell up. You gotta do it the right way. If you don't do it the right way, it doesn't come off right. But I got it, I mean, I got it. Um, Who was it in the TSK? That, I think it was DC that actually pointed it out. Oh, he's over here using Jericho's lines. Like, what? I mean, hey, if it works, it works. Um, at first, I had no idea who the fuck that was coming out. I swear to God. Swear to God. Um, everybody, all of it. There's a bunch of people in AEW that just got tanned as fuck all of a sudden last week. From last week to now. And that yep. was definitely not helpful in the recognizable part. Like, Andrade, like uh, Action Andrade got fucking... Uh, uh, Andretti. Andretti. You. I'm going to always mix those up for a bit. Andretti. Uh, he's, he was hella tan. Uh, who else was fucking... Oh, Tony Storm was fucking good old-fashioned yeah, fucking bronze. And I'm like, what the hell, lady? But fucking stop hitting the tannin boots over there, people. Andretti also heals very slowly. He's still got the burn on Got the shiners and everything. Dang. My mother's anemic. <laughs> All right. Let's get to this week's Geek of the Week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy proceed. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. All right, so um, this is going to be an interesting geek of the week. So, like, I Daz is over here waiting. I have not put it in the yeah, door, little run sheet. <laughs> um, and the reason is, is I was trying to think of like anybody in the thing uh, that fits the narrative, but truth be told, like. WWE was going through the motions, but there was nobody that stood out as a geek. Um, AEW had no geeks at all. Not not even, I mean, besides maybe Big Bill, but even then I wouldn't call him a, a fucking geek necessarily. So this week, I'm I'm just going to, I'm going to make it plain and simple. It, we've got two, by the way. Number one is it, 
it's going to be the marks. I, I have to say it. Their their reaction to to Kenny winning and Osprey losing the the reaction to uh you know Vince coming back and how a lot of them were loving the idea and now you motherfuckers are getting what you want. You got the old man back and now you're probably going to lose the product that you quote unquote love. So because of that and all your goddamn consistent negativity all the fucking time and spinning your narratives to fit your to spinning the perspective to fit your narratives. Your guys are the geek of the week. And then because if we're going to go with just poor planning and bad decisions, I think I've done this to myself once before. And if, if I have, then here we go again, boys and girls. Uh, the second and I'm not going to say the most important geek of the week, but uh, definitely the most impactful one in my mind. Me. I'm going to call myself a geek this week. Why? Because guess where Dynamite was in fucking L.A. Two and a half hour trip. And uh, there's this thing that we do when you get older. It's called adulting. And uh, I did not adult very well to make this trip happen, which could have easily been fixed if I had just made a phone call. So because of that, I will gladly <laughs> wear the crown that is the geek of the week because good goddamn, I missed out on a hell of a dynamite. But don't you motherfucking trip because they'll be in the U.S. They'll be at the USC University for fucking Supercard of Honor, and the TSK will be there as full of form as we can be. All right. Um, okay, so let's go on to this week's bestler of the week. And this week's best for the week is me. No, I'm kidding. Um, ah, I love it. I haven't changed. I haven't typed mine from last week. Even mine still says Kenny Omega. Um, and this week, I'm still not changing it because I got to give it to Kenny again. Um, absolutely shined in the ladder match. Kenny got the win, hit the win, one-winged angel off the top. Oh, my God. And he gets extra points for walking out there with the fucking New Japan belt. So Big Kenny Omega's poop. best of the week again. Best of I mean, at this rate, he's going to be best of the month. I mean, hell, he's undeniable, damn it. Undoddamn deniable. Yeah, Ken, we got Kenny back. Kenny's back. Um, all right, we are two weeks. Fuck, this has come quick. We're two weeks yes. away from Podcast Promo Rumble 8 coming your way on January 26th right here on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else you're listening. Uh, I'm not sure how much we're looking forward to it now, but we'll be predicting the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, who's going to WrestleMania to face Mansoor in a Blood Money in the Bank match? <laughs> I love it. The Max Wrestling <laughs> Television Championship is on the line as Cypher will defend his gold against the man they call DC. Daniel Krim is coming at him with the three stages of knowledge trivia match. It's going to be a barn burner. Boom. Um, I'm pretty sure they faced in, uh, in promo competition before, but I don't think I remember seeing Cypher versus DC in trivia before, so this should be good. Chills. Um, the Knowledge Championship is also on the line, and champion Kenny Killer is facing Moses Marquez for the first time ever. Can Moses dethrone Kenny and become a three-time champion himself? Let's go three times. That's right, and your main event for the Max Wrestling World Championship in a promo exhibition. The champion representing the MDO, the Modern Day Outlaws. 
takes on my man, I was going to say, the modern day Alice, Travis the Walker Anderson, takes on a member of the representing Dragon Club, the man they call the Phoenix, in something I've been waiting for for a long time. But this is something great and special because there is a stipulation, actually, a couple of them. One, if I said that there will be no rematch if Phoenix loses. So I'm hoping for that one. But to add some speculation on the other side, or not speculation, stipulation on the other side, I made sure in this goddamn contract, I did it. Me, 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 me. There will be no interference on my side. And because of that, if there was, he would be stripped of the Max Wrestling World Championship, and we ain't doing that around here. We're going to see how it goes. Muu mano y mano at Promo Rumble. Yeah, and that's been building for like seven months. At least. Um, so high stakes in the first Max Wrestling special event of 2023. For more information, go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com slash rumble8. Go rumble! And now, I think we've already covered a lot of this already, but it's time for stupid shit people say online. This is shit Mark say. Throw your phones in the fucking trash. OMG! Eggplant emojis. WTF! Santa Claus emoji. Thought he was dead, LOL. Peach emoji. Shit. Marks. Talking to you, Tony Atlas. Right. <laughs> Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Um. God. Okay. Who uh, has not been um, Lucy on TikTok again? It's just it's just the same one. It's just the same one. White chocolate. He's, he's literally. He's literally. I'm just gonna name this to fucking what cho- white chocolate's talking about or whatever. Because God fucking damn. Um, but but then again, there are some people on his bandwagon that love to spin this narrative. And uh, the original one at first, and this is what I'm going to go off of. Um, he, This is a, a giant. I had talked about last week how we had gone literally comment for comment on a bunch of different posts. So to continue on with that, um, he was uh, basically talking about how Kenny Omega is a nobody. And that if he was really that if he was really that big of a deal, WWE would have signed him. Da, 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 da. As I stated out previously in this show, Georgia South Wrestling, which then turned into OVW, and he was offered a contract, I believe, three different times, and one of them was a seven-figure deal. Okay, and it's mar- it's uh, it's in the sheets, it's in the sheets. But he swears to God that never happened. Okay, so that, again, they're spinning the narrative to fit, or we're spinning the truth to fit your narrative. Also with that, he says that the Bucks have politicked their way everywhere they've gone. And that, and it's all thanks to Dave Meltzer. Does, and now, again, something you and I, I think, believe, talked about last week. Dave Meltzer had no idea who the fuck they were. And they got over in goddamn TNA. And then they went to Japan and got over even more. And if you want to blame anybody for them getting over in Japan, blame Finn Balor. Seriously, blame Finn Balor for them getting over in Japan because that's who fucking brought him over there. Was that was him? So, like, oh my lord, Jesus, criminy. He is uh, he is a piece of work to say the fucking least, and um, flip flopping like a pancake. But other than him, no. TikTok has been nice. It's been warm. It's been perspective filled. Um, I am. They are extremely worried, like we are, about a possible sale to Saudi Arabia. So, uh, more to come on all that from the TikToks. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, so, up first from Twitter, we have... Hi, motherfucker75. Oh, you, you fucking grabbed this, thank God. <laughs> fucking did. 
I la- I genuinely laughed out loud. Um, oh. Hi, motherfucker. Seventy five says. Anybody notice how the new Young Bucks theme song says "Carry on, my wayward son"? It says "Carry on," as in Carrion Cross. This most likely means that Carrion Cross is coming to AEW. If you think about it, Young Bucks. Dude. Oh shit! I'm trying. I'm dude, trying. Oh dude, my god. There's reaching, and then there's just. I don't know what the fuck you call it. I don't it. know what this is. There's reaching, reaching. In, and then there's trying to grab a hot air balloon. Oh, Lord, what a way to put that. That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, my God. Um, First <laughs> off, he just signed with WWE not too long ago. So what makes you think he's going to be on his <laughs> way out? Um, And if you really want to be the dickhead that says, oh, well, well this song is based off of somebody. It's, it was a way of make fun of punk. Way to yeah, make fun and of even punk. that was a reach. Exactly. So com- it, it's. It's relax. They like Kansas. And what it truly is, is that's the theme that they came out to in PWG. And it's a banger. So, and it's a banger. <laughs> as soon as I read this, it reminded me oh, of a scene boy. in you know, the old 60s Batman where it was really camp and slapstick. They, they did a movie and they're trying to fiddle out the Riddler's riddle. And there's a line where Robin is reading this riddle and he's like, Wait a minute, Catwoman begins with C, so that means it must have happened at C. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> we no. need to go to the ocean. Wait, what? No, hold on. Wait a minute. Calm down. Take um, hi, hi, motherfucker. Seventy-five. Put put it down. And put get it, in the bin. Put it. Put it out. Throw it, put in, it the in the toilet. And you go in the bin with it. <laughs> um, we we go from. One narcotic to another. Um, fucking right. This guy was on a few weeks ago criticizing AEW, and his actual handle was AEW All Day. Um, Coke All Day is back. That's his real name. No. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he posted this tweet. Well, <sighs> it was actually a response to somebody, and uh, it was if it was not for him, if it wasn't for him, you would not be a fan. Talking about Vince, and then he shared this quote. Of a meme somebody made oh, a while ago, judging by the old scratchy WWE logo. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know people who complain about Vince McMahon generally do so because they are projecting latent daddy issues that they need to work out? <laughs> now, oh, geez. Uh, well, first off, way to spin that into if you're not, a, you wouldn't be a fan if it wasn't for him. Uh, first off, I didn't know daddy issues had anything to do with me being a fan, but I mean, I guess. Uh, but why in the hell, why in the literal blue hell would me, uh, was it complaining about what Vince McMahon does mean I have daddy issues? Huh. In what way does that mean I have daddy issues? Like, the guy can't book himself out of a fucking corner, okay? He, is, he was stuck in his ways. He was literally stuck in his ways. And how do we know that that's to be true? Look at the last seven months. Look at how much different the E got. In seven months with him out of the helm. Mm. And then tell me some bullshit like you're telling me. Um, I, I don't get this fucking narrative whatsoever. You know what? I'll, I'll be honest. I don't have the strongest relationship with mine. But my daddy never held employees under contract against their nope. will. Never forced people to work injured. 
never dried up the market and certainly never embezzled millions of dollars of a publicly traded company's money to pay off a bunch of fucking ring rats because he couldn't keep his genetic Mm. jackhammer in his pants. That's right. Genetic jackhammer. Wow. So, yeah. It's it's not that. It's he's a dick. Absolutely. He's a horrible human being. That's why we don't like him. But I mean, uh, and, and if you really want to play the card that I wouldn't be a fan with Adam Homie, I was WCW. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, let's, let's keep it funky. I was WCW. And hey, you know what? Yeah, maybe Vince did make me a fan, but he didn't keep me a fan. Mm, all these promotions did. There's the truth of it all, baby. And if you want to be specific, Stone Cold made me a fan, not Vince. There you go. <laughs> There's the truth. So dry your nose and get in the bin. In the fucking bin. And they are marks, and that's the shit they say. Fucking dumbasses. Um, so, thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pencil Neck Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. All right, so Retro Rewind is real nice, real cool, real fun these days. However, what I had found out is apparently I had multiple episodes not upload properly or just not upload at all i don't know i tried to get a hold of anchor i said i've been doing this and apparently my computer and this is a just i witnessed this yesterday when i decide to leave things to upload and background or do whatever like to youtube or to my whatever for some reason my computer shuts all the way off so now i have to lovely check out my thing i think i have a small overheating problem and i think i know what it's coming from so the it guy get to take a look at that um but because of that, um, it's sad, it's disappointing, but it also comes with great news. So, as you've noticed already uh, on the Max Wrestling YouTube page, a lovely show called Discord Discussions with the TSK has popped up. And, uh, well, that name is officially changed to Kicking It with the TSK. And we will be trying to drop as many episodes as we can going, uh, I want to say, a little further in deep than what me and Daz do here on some topics, trying to get just, like, I guess the Mark's perspective, if you go, if you will, we like to cover it and give our little bit of time, but try to make it well-rounded. This is as marked out as you can be. So I'm gonna keep it funky with you. But with that being said, retro is coming back with a new retro crew being the TSK. So because of that, we're going back to all those episodes that apparently never got posted all the way back from November the 4th, 1996. And that's how that's going to start. It should, and I'm being uh, it should drop Monday. If it doesn't, just keep your eyes peeled to the Max Wrestling YouTube. Yeah, always. Um, always. Which you, have, you, which you have been, to be fair, the last couple thank of weeks. Thank you very that. much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, so speaking of thank yous, and you can thank us in many other more ways by uh, following all the socials, which you can get us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK at the captain 512 and at smr pod net check out the website max and do not forget to hit that subscribe button the follow button on facebook twitter instagram tiktoks especially youtube and everything in between and if you really want to find us we both like whiskey by the way hey there you go we wear whiskey <laughs> with that said join us next week for the last stop before podcast promo rumble eight i don't know what's gonna happen but uh it's a go-home show, so anything can happen. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah. And good 
Night. Bad things happen if we lose gold, boys. We better not lose it.